0: baby. Spud here. I've met a lot of people and i played some too. And there's one thing I know. People like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where are baby? How y'all making? Thanks for joining me this evening. All you who ain't watching the Super Bowl and listen to the Spudcast, thanks. All right, joining me tonight is uh, Pete Torritos, a good friend of mine, very talented actor been working bourbon street for 30 years been out of work since this whole shebang started um i interviewed pete and then i read in the um in the paper and online that uh that uh, the mayor has shut down all the bars i thought it was just a few in the quarter like on bourbon street but they're all a bar so there's gonna be a little boo-boo in the interview but it's still gonna be entertaining In the meantime, y'all stick around here. A very enlightening and fun interview with my friend Pete Torito here on the Spudcast Podcast, talking out my ass. Well, that said ain't going to be no Mardi Gras. You can't stop the Mardi Gras. You can stop a parade, but you can't stop the spirit. It's just going to be a little different, that's all. And if you're still a little confused on how you're going to celebrate Fat Tuesday, just go to Mardi Gras and they'll hook you up with whoever you need to hook up with to see the floats, the music, the Mardi Gras Indians, the food, the history, and whatever else you need to make your Mardi Gras just as special as if nothing has changed. Go to Mardi Gras and laissez les bons temps rouler. Spot here for Serentine Comfort Systems. You've heard a lot of hot air out of me before. Well, now I'm talking comfortable, clean, germ-free air with the new iWave air purifier. It knocks down cooties, even COVID, from your home or business. Pathogens, allergens, particles, even smoke and odors. Wave goodbye with the iWave from Serentine. Quick install, no maintenance, $25 a month. Give the gift of healthy air this year. Call Serentine Comfort Systems at 504-833-8831. 833-8831 or go to srscomfort.com. Spud here. On Friday, two friends told me they had COVID. Monday evening, I started feeling punky. Tuesday morning at 6.30, I was at Rapid Urgent Care getting tested, and by 7 o'clock, I was quarantined. Don't fool around. If you have any symptoms, let the professionals at Rapid Urgent Care diagnose your condition. They've got you covered with eight clinics from Baton Rouge to Bogalusa, from Metairie to Mandeville. You can even visit a doctor online. Mask up and get yourself and your loved ones tested at Rapid Urgent Care. Go to rapidurgentcare.com dot com to find the clinic nearest you. Okay, so we're talking to the world famous Pete Torito, who I've known for <laughs> shit. How long have I known you, Pete? How long? How long ago did we do the Fantastics in Thibodeau?
1: Oh my God, that was eighty five.
0: Man, that was a while. We knew
1: part. each other, and we knew each other before that. We knew, each, we other
0: knew each other before that. Yeah,
1: at least two hundred and thirty three years, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Well, that's how all my corns are on my feet. <laughs>
1: that's how it feels.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because I wasn't even supposed to do that show. Perry called me in to do no, it. You I, I was actually I was in Chicago doing stand up, and he called me up. He goes, "I'm about to fire my lead actor. Can you come down here and play this part for me?" And I had two more weeks on the road, and I, as my, it was, the funny thing was my uncle had just died. My parent had just died, and uh. I was about to go home for that, and they said, nah, he, you know, you he he kind of dug what you were doing, so just go on and do it. I said, you know, okay, what the hell. I'll go see his grave when I get home. Hey, but that was the excuse I used to get out of the last two weeks my uncle died. I got to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go home and, and see my uncle's grave and then do the Fantastics. I'm so, glad
1: you did. It was a great show. It I, was I a great show. I had fun doing that, show.
0: That, that That's another show that should have run for six months. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I remember you in light. For those of you out there who are familiar with the Fantastics, I played El Gallo. and uh, and Pete played the old Indian. No, you, no, you played up.
1: Uh, Sid was the Indian. I was Sid, the uh, the, uh, the the actor.
0: Yeah. Sid Le Rivier. I hear he's oh. singing. He's singing in uh, singing in a church choir. Did he? He married that girl, didn't he?
1: Yes, he did. Yes, yes he, he did. did. Yeah. And God bless him for it. I uh. He, that, that's the best thing ever happened
0: to him mm-hmm. cleaned up really his act singing in a church choir Sid Rivier singing in a church choir now here I am all these people are listening going who the hell is Sid Rivier? Sid Rivier was the coolest dude in Thibodeau <laughs> he, he sang <laughs> he, he was a singer and he was a great singer but he just did way too much alcohol and uh, he, uh... woman straightened about and I remember she she used to come because we, uh, him and a buddy, and it would, they would sing at this, my favorite haunt back in Thibodeau called Flanagan's. It was a restaurant and a bar. And every Thursday night, they'd sing. And every now and again, me and Perry or me or you, we'd all get up and yeah. we'd sing. We'd sing backup for them. We also sang uh, You Lost That Love and Feeling. Remember we did that at Chadwick's <laughs> wedding? <too.
1: laughs>
0: that's that's a song for Chadwick's wedding. You've Lost That Love and Feeling. <laughs> but,
1: hey, I don't uh, want to talk about how that turned out. <laughs>
0: Well, I didn't get married till shit. 10 years later. Well, I, mean, Man, I, 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 got I got married at thir- 85. Well, I got married in 94.
1: Oh, uh, mm-hmm. I wish I would have waited.
0: Oh, well. Live and learn.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Now you got a blind cat and you're wiping up shit. <clears throat> <clears throat> but what? What I think,
1: was, I think it would have been the same if I got married. Only different poo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you're always going to end up wiping up shit. <laughs> no matter what you do, whatever, whatever, whatever road you take. <laughs> there is uh there is uh poop occurs there, we uh Pete.
1: Wiping up shit.
0: Yes, you will. And uh for those of you <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> oh, I've been eating peanuts. For those <laughs> of you who uh who have ever been to Razoos and other uh quarter establishment, Pete
1: Famous Door.
0: Famous door, Pete. Pete's the guy up there. Uh he sings, he's the MC, he uh I don't know.
1: I was the manager, DJ, sound guy, singer, and I cleaned the toilets. So, so that's up... how you know how
0: to scoop cat shit, right? I'm saying that's
1: yeah. I've been wiping up poo for a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. And all these different uh, clubs have been, I mean, it's like one of the, one of the. It, it ain't easy to make a living in show business. I mean, and I traveled a lot. I, I gave up the road because I was missing my kids growing up. Pete stayed in the quarter.
1: And I've been in the quarter for thirty years almost. Thirty years in the quarter, and I'm still alive, which is an amazing feat.
0: I know, and you don't really have any scars to speak of. Emotional. Well, <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you don't have like <laughs> one across your eye or anything. Of course, that gives you that gives you you know a certain uh, a certain air of uh, don't fuck with me, man. <laughs> well, sure. that, and, you know, it's, you it's... Irish sailors, get the hell out of here. I got a scar on my eye for Christ's sake. I don't need to.
1: It's kind of funny though, like if you've been on Bourbon Street for a long time, and I mean, a lot, I've had so many friends that have been involved in some of the worst fights ever, and I've, you know, I mean, I've been involved in them as well, trying to break them up in the clubs, mm-hmm. and, and I, you know, it, it's amazing. I mean, it's a melee. You got, you know, yeah, 10, twenty people beating the crap out of each other, you know, swinging bar stools and yeah. whatever, and. And I've had friends next to me take a bar stool in the face. One of them, you know, those big granite tables. Yeah, yeah. That were at Razu. I mean, one of them got hit in the head with that. I mean, I've had so many people around me bleeding and just beat the crap out of. And I've walked out unscathed every time. <laughs> Scarless and well, bloodless. I'm I,
0: I've been in a bunch of bars. I, work, I worked at the 544 Club, Bourbon and Toulouse, just for Mardi Gras, from like, Seventy-seven to eighty. I was I was there when the cops were on strike. I was there when it was that real cold Mardi Gras. Yeah, and I've been in one fight. There was this because the manager's place was this little dude named Munro and he was scrappy. But um, uh, and I worked a walkthrough bar. <clears throat> Me and Walter Shepard. I don't know if you remember him.
1: I know the name. I know.
0: Uh, we worked, They they would build a walkthrough bar that would just you know the corn the the two doors that lead out, and then they have a cop. And you'd have to come through the walk-through bar to get into the club, and pay a pay a a, a service charge, a, a door charge to get in there. But uh, he went and hired this. He had this bouncer that we were supposed to back up. His name was Bruce, and this guy, quiet, just big, big, giant black dude, just the nicest guy. Got you know, funny. But anytime it looked like anybody was gonna start a bunch of crap. Monroe would have Bruce pick up a full beer keg and walk across the room and just stop and look at him. (laughs) He just look at him, you know, wouldn't he, wouldn't show his teeth and just, just look at him with that beer keg. And then they made sure they could see him walk around and drop a kabang. So you could hear it, that it was full. No more fights. No more. And the four years I did that stuff, there was one fight and it was some Irish sailors off of a boat and it's like, Monroe and uh, I started to come over the bar, and the Irish youth said, "Don't come over that bar, mate." And the next thing you know, bam! Monroe had tackled him, and, and and Bruce was just picking him up and throwing him out the door. So I never, I never got in a fight. So that's it. <laughs> that's it
1: for me. The quiet bouncers that keep to themselves and that don't like, you know, they're not bragging. They're not, mm-hmm. you know, they're not douchebags. Yeah. The ones that are quiet and stand there and just observe are the ones you got to watch out for. Oh yeah. Always cuz they will they will take they'll, you gut down. You. Yeah. they'll
0: gut you. Yeah. Yeah, gut you,
1: man. <laughs> but they also you down, but
0: right? you also a really good bouncer. <coughs> Excuse me. A really good bouncer is a good talker too. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean that like I said, four Mardi Gras I worked there from Friday to Tuesday and that's the only fight that happened in that club. At least on my watch. And we were working 16-hour days, you know?
1: Yeah, Mardi Gras especially. That's impressive. uh, And that's the one thing I liked about Famous Door. I love about Famous Door so much is we never really got that crowd. Mm -hmm. We never got the big drunk crowd. We would get that crowd periodically. But there's a way you can, you know, kind of thin the herd
0: with music
1: and, you know, whatever. And we would always try to get them out. And we never really had too many fights. I mean, we had one where the cowboy... (laughs) It must have been a rodeo in town. I remember a rodeo being in town when this happened. This guy stood about six, five, six, four, six, five. And he had a belt buckle on the size of a Volkswagen and his hat and his Wranglers. And he's standing there mm-hmm. and he's just standing in the middle of the dance floor and he starts dancing but he's pushing people as he's dancing. So me and one of the bouncers I had to walk up to him. I'm sorry. We have to call him security now. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. You can't right. call
0: them a bouncer because they're hurting their feelings.
1: Yeah. Well, we were bouncers. They were bouncers back then. Hmm. So me and the, one of the bouncers walked up and we're like, you know, so I talked to the guys. Hey, dude, I know you're having a good time. I know you're enjoying yourself, but, you know, you're kind of like shoving people all over the place. You know, can you cut it out? And I uh, realized that I could fly. <laughs> He pushed me across the bar, and I think my feet finally touched the ground after about four feet. I mean, I, I literally flew about four feet and mm-hmm. hit the stage, and the bouncer tried to get him, and the bouncer went flying. So uh, two bouncers tried to grab – anyway, long story short, six of us finally got this guy in the ground. Now, during all of that, we had – it was a wheelchair basketball group, a wheelchair volleyball group, something like that yeah so we had like four or five people in wheelchairs well he hit one of the guys in a wheelchair this dude went flying sliding across the room bam he hit the wall we finally got the big cowboy out drunk the police had to tase him twice get him in the vehicle and drive off we go running back in to make sure this guy's okay he's laying on the ground with his wheelchair kind of on top of him so we helped him up you know like look man yeah. you know
0: Yeah, here's here's a a free round.
1: Yeah, here's a stack of free drink cards, man. You know, we're sorry. And he looks at us and he says, man, that was the most fun I ever had in my life. (laughs) So we're
0: like, oh, okay. All right. You know, your idea of fun. There you go. Uh, I'm going to tell you this story. I'm not going to tell you who told me this story, but it's just say he was a former NOPD officer and he was was working, uh, him and about eight other cops were at Pat O's. Because when we come back, I've got to take a break. When we come back, we're gonna start talking about what's it like now since the lockdown, and and, and how how different do you think it's gonna be, uh, if this thing ever goes away. But this friend of mine, who you know, but I ain't gonna say his name. Okay. He uh, he was working Patos, and it was the it was the Sugar Bowl, and Nebraska was in town, and Nebraska was there to play, and then and in in the back patio of Patos with that big you know fountain and everything, and they got Hell the yeah. big. The big hurricane drinks and la 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 la. Well, there's seven or eight of them back there, and they're just getting too, just too rowdy, you know. And they're like, like, shoving into people or anything, and that going out, and starting stuff. But they're like, you know, banging into folks. Was they staggering around and stuff. And so uh, the manager tells my buddy, you know, he says, "Hey, man, these guys got to go." So he's looking around. Where's the, there were eight cops here a little while ago. What the hell happened to all these cops? They're all <laughs> gone. He's by himself. And the man's just going, get those bums out of here, man. So he found the most soberest one that he could find. And he went over and he kind of just kind of put his hand up on his shoulder and kind of pinched him on the back. And I he say, hey, buddy, come here and bend down. Come here. Let me tell you something, Brian. He goes, look, look, I did not come here tonight to take an ass whooping from you. You hear me? Now put one in your knee and you'll never play football again. <laughs> so I think it's time for you and your buddies to go back to the hotel. We can come back tomorrow, but y'all, y'all party is done for tonight. And he said, yes, sir. <laughs> and he told us, I think we're going to go. Come on, we can kick his ass. No, no. Time for us gonna, to go, bro.
1: <laughs> the man's going to shoot
0: me. Going to put one in my knee and I'll never play football again. The Spudcast podcast talking out my ass, talking Bourbon Street stories. With Pete Torito, uh has been on Bourbon Street for over 30 years, and when we come back, we're going to talk about what's going on on Bourbon Street now, since Mardi Gras is about to happen, and it's just been grunch. Bourbon Street ain't there no more, and uh, what do you think the future of Bourbon Street is going to be after this, right after this? Hey, what you going to do this weekend? You can't go dancing and go to the show because the Corona cootie's back with a vengeance. Oh, I got an idea. Go fishing. Yeah, get yourself a license and insured guide on LASaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. And at LASaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos galore from all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to LASaltwater.com and book your charter today. And we're back talking to Pete Torito, thirty-plus years on Bourbon Street, an entertainer par excellence. By the way, that was a very yeah. cool thing that you did when Bill Withers died, man. That, that tribute oh, to you him, know. even though you had to take a breath during the "I know, I know, I know," it's still. Well, st- I
1: don't know how he did that. Like I'm, I'm assuming he had all of that counted, and he's a professional singer. And then I realized two things: I can't count, and I'm not a professional singer.
0: But you sounded good. I can tell you what, what? he did. I can tell you what he did right now. He spent about thirty minutes chuffing oxygen, man. (laughs) He had to have been just deep, deep breathing pure O2, because nobody can hold that, you know, that note that long, and then still go into the next lyric. You know, I
1: was stunned and amazed how difficult that was. Also, at at my age, because you know, it uh, it it ain't easy to to sustain a note Mm -mm. that long at my age.
0: No, there was a guy when I was in high school. My band director. Handelora De Leo Watch your mouth. Yeah. He uh he told us about my brother played trumpet and uh he told us this story one day about, about a real it was this, I can't think of the guy's name but he was Mexican he was a trumpet uh, player from Mexico and there was something wrong with his palate that he had mm-hmm. a, a a hole in it or something and he could basically inhale and still play the trumpet at the same time. And he would hold Get these out. ridiculously long notes. Now, I don't know if it was bullshit or not, but it was a fascinating story because you're sitting there going, oh, we've got to take a breath after this. And he just you can't play more than four measures without taking a breath? What the hell's the matter with you? Except he didn't say hell because he was very religious.
1: That's kind but, of like a mutant thing.
0: Yeah, I would think so, man. You know, it's like a straw sticking weird, out of like, his ear or something.
1: You know? like if the X-Men show up and this, you know, you got a, yeah. a blue fuzzy guy who is a beast. And, you know, you got a guy who shoots lasers out of his eyes. And then you got a guy with a hole in his palate who could hold his breath for like 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. You could play a trumpet and just and never take a breath, man. <laughs> you know, I would have dug that. I don't remember his name. Though. Of course, you know, I was I young think. and I drank. Speaking, uh, of, yeah. speaking of drinking, uh, there ain't going to be no drinking uh, Mardi Gras. It's all everything's been shut down. No uh, bar. Any bar. Now, if you're a restaurant and have a bar, and you're not anywhere near the quarter, I guess maybe you can still go. But I have heard stories that some of the, some of the brass bands and some of the more famous musicians and Mardi Gras Indians have all taken off for Mobile and in, and uh, in Alabama to go participate she, in those Mardi Gras.
1: She, uh, the the mayor, I think, has outlawed. I think even drinks in restaurants. Oh so yeah, even if you're. Is it is it drinks and restaurants or bars that? Serve you know what food?
0: I mean. You cannot. Well, first thing, there is no pedestrian traffic on Bourbon Street, on Frenchman Street, or on under the Claiborne Overpass. You know, and I remember, I remember a few, uh, several months ago, when all this stuff started up, when they first put the put the quietest on second lines and such, and they had this dude who sold food at second lines. He had a permit yeah. and everything, and yeah. so since they shut down the second lines, he took his permit. And he went up under the Claiborne overpass on the weekends where people gather up in Florida. And cops showed up and not only, I mean, shut him down and, and fined him 300 bucks. Going, dude, this man can't pay his rent. You know, he can't survive on his Social Security. He's making extra money just so he can pay his rent and stay in the city. And they shut him down. Like I'm going, you've got to be kidding me. How petty can you possibly be? And obviously, more petty than that.
1: I was about to say, we learned just how petty they can be. Uh, I mean, they're shutting down more and more and more. I mean, they reopened to a degree, you know, phase 2.73. I don't even know what, you know, I don't even know what decimal of phase two we were in. Which, if you think about it, shouldn't phase 2.5 be 0.5 better than phase two?
0: I think they just make it up.
1: Yeah, uh, that, you know. they prove Well, that. they're trying to be like,
0: what well, I guess they watch Tosh 2.0 or something, and that's why they <laughs> were, oh. <laughs> but, but no, I, you know, the thing of it is, it's like, uh, let me put it like this. Okay, you and I are talking, and you, I know you know Bourbon Street because you've been there for so long. And so right. many different clubs, you know the way that street operates, and you know, I mean, I, I'm trying to get somebody to come on this show because nobody wants to do it. I mean, I've talked to a couple of people and went, I'm on LaToya's shit list. I, ain't, I, can't, I can't talk about this. I'm going, who ain't on her shit list? Um, I'm, sure, yeah. I'm sure I will be and you will be if we were I flying under the radar. But if somebody, <laughs> somebody hands this off to her, guess what? But <laughs> but the thing, I'm going, how in the hell are you going to stop? If, if you've got 10,000 people that decide they're going to go march down you know, I guess they're not going to want to march down Bourbon Street now because there ain't going to be nothing open. There ain't a club that's going to be open. You can't even buy a drink to go. Nope. But I tell they're you what.
1: Closed.
0: Yeah. But what about Royal Street and Dauphine Street and Rampart Street and Charters and all the rest of them places?
1: I mean, you got to have to close the quarter. And you can't really close the quarter because people still live in the quarter. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what do you, you know, what do you do? Well, that's what I, I don't understand.
0: Do. You can't, if you're shutting down Bourbon Street to pedestrians traffic, All you're doing is closing those bars. They got bars all up and down Royal and Charters and Dauphine. And Conti. And Conti and the the Cross Streets. They all got bars, you know. What you going to do? I mean, uh, what you going to do? Oceana is a half a block off of bourbon, but it ain't on bourbon. You know, Acme Oyster House sells a lot of beer. They're not on Bourbon Street. What you going to do? didn't she invite people to come to? oh the absolutely city? oh she put the word oh yeah come on mardi gras still going it's it's just gonna be a little bit different uh yeah Do you think
1: You think? <laughs> so a little bit different turns into we're gonna invite you down you're gonna spend your money you're gonna come down you're gonna get a hotel room and we're gonna lock you in it
0: well that sounds like florida doesn't it sound like florida florida going yeah come on over and in in When you need it bad, we got it good. But you got to quarantine for two weeks before we let you out on the beach. You're going, dude, my my whole vacation's only 10 days. So I got to come all the way to Florida and spend 10 days in a hotel room doing nothing. You know, and then go home. I can go, I can stay home, spend my money at home. You know, so I think they finally raised that, that specter. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know what, though? I just got over the COVID. I I, I was in quarantine for two weeks. Yes, my, my, today is Sunday. My quarantine ended Friday evening. And how are you
1: feeling?
0: Bro, let me tell you something. I got diabetes, and I I tell everybody I got diabetes. Jerry Satanovich, the coroner of Jefferson Parish, when I told him that I tested positive, he hooked me up with Oshner and they put me full of that antibody um, uh, infusion. Mm -hmm. If you get the opportunity to take that stuff, take it. Because I'm telling you, once I got that stuff, I had no more symptoms. I had no fever. I have an occasional, an occasional little headache. I take an aspirin. Done. Every day I take, I do deep breathing exercises and go outside and cough, and uh, and then that was the only time I coughed. It was when I was coughing on purpose for the deep breathing. I mean, that that shit worked for me. So anybody out there listening, if if you if you got it and you haven't had the uh, the shot yet, then you want the antibody infusion because it
1: works. That's incredible. It I, didn't, was. I didn't even know that existed.
0: Well, the thing of it is, Jerry Stavich, who, like I said, the coroner, he's a he's a he's actually a uh, trained emergency room physician. He got the COVID in November, and I actually interviewed him in November while he was at home quarantining. And he and his wife both had it, and the kids didn't. So they're they got the house split in half. The kids are over there, and him and his wife are over here. But they didn't have this in November because he could have gotten it. And he goes, man, it's night, night and day. And he only hooked me That's up because crazy. because I had uh, diabetes, and forty percent of the people who died with COVID had had diabetes. So he hooked me up. But let's talk Bourbon Street now, because we're going to be running out of time. What's uh, so so after Mardi Gras? What's going to happen? I mean, it's it's shut down. Do you, no bars are going to be open. But who's going to stop somebody from going over to Royal Street and then wandering over? Uh, you know, if you get 50, 60 people stopping in bars along the way or bringing booze with them. And then they decide they're going to go down Bourbon Street. All you're doing, you just, that's going to be a PR nightmare.
1: Well, you're inviting nothing but trouble. And from what I've seen in the handling of this, all of it has been done with knee jerk reactions and emotion. There's been no thought in my opinion, and this is my opinion. So anybody got a different opinion? Which, which, you know,
0: there's, there's no thought in your opinion. So. Well
1: I, never. There never is. I, I'm okay with that. It keeps me happy. I'm stumbling through life. But, you think but it gives you this, a headache. I know that. I can see the smoke now. People, you know, people think that, you know, these these geniuses are, you know, formulating plans and coming up. They're, they're not. It's just, you know, it and I'm not trying to be mean, but any elected officials before they were elected, an elected official, was, you know, they had the same goofy, stupid opinion as everybody else in the world,
0: mm-hmm. you know? Now, because they close... conned a lot of people into voting them, all of a sudden, they're, they're geniuses.
1: Yeah, you know, we should close everything, and no one should be allowed to leave their houses. Well, okay, that works great in theory, but you've screwed so many people, yeah. you know? I mean, you know how many I, restaurants I have...
0: have closed, and they've come to Jefferson Park
1: Yeah, yeah. Plenty. I mean, I have so many musician friends that until, I don't know, when Jefferson Parish kind of opened to the degree that they have, but, I mean, these these cats couldn't find a job anywhere, and I was one of them. I mean, you know, and I have applications and resumes out all over the place. I still haven't found a job. It's not as easy as people make it out to be.
0: Well, the thing of it is, though, you have a specialty. I mean, you worked a place that is unique in the world i mean the, the closest place to it is beale street and beale street ain't Burma street you right. know it's a different it's a different animal but the thing it of it is, is it's street like open. you have a set you have you've spent years building a skill set that works on Burma street i spent i mean shoot i got my master's in 85 i've been in show business pretty much ever since uh spent years on the road doing stand-up comedy but i'm not a I'm not a bourbon Street guy. It would take me four five years to to get close to your level, you know well,
1: because well, I don't I mean I've,
0: that's not what I do so. no
1: and it's not what a lot of people do, but i mean I've also you know like i said i mean i've you know I've had sales jobs i've managed mhm-. <coughs> Excuse me, and I wasn't eating peanuts. <laughs> I'm just, I, you know, it's that whole roof, that whole roof, a uh, hole in the roof of my palate. I can't breathe while I'm talking.
0: Yeah, that or the hole in the roof in your apartment in the quarter, which is probably crawling with cooties. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anyway. No, but I I'm, mean, you
1: know, I've done, I've done other things, and I still can't find a gig. And they keep taking away more and more and more of what the city has to offer. And you said if it'll ever come back, you know, before the break. I doubt seriously if we will ever come back. I mean, Bourbon Street's going to reopen, sure. But uh, it'd, be, it'd be stupid yeah, not to reopen. But there's
0: going to be even more T-shirt shops. And there's, there's some course. culture for you.
1: Strip clubs and T-shirt shops.
0: Well, at least the script clubs have some kind of culture. <laughs> t-shirt shops <laughs> is like, 25 T-shirts for a dollar. Yeah, okay, try washing that. You may as well go down by the river and bang it on a rock.
1: <laughs> or, or wash toilet paper.
0: Yeah, yeah, do the same thing. Hey, here you go. Twenty five shit. And what do you do? You wear it once and you wipe up Pete's cat shit. That's
1: <laughs> what you do. Oh that's a good idea. That's cheaper than the, the towels I've been buying.
0: <laughs> Pete Torito, thanks for your uh for your uninformed uh opinion over there. <laughs> good luck to you. I mean, I don't know what to say other than I you know what, we used to spend Mardi Gras Day every year in uh in the quarter. And we'd we'd mask up, we'd park real early, uh, get there early and park and walk the corner and see the parades and such. And I'm going, well, we ain't doing that. I think we're going to decorate my pickup truck and they're going to dress up and I'm going to drive them around the neighborhood and we're going to throw beads at at whoever we see. And then that's going to be Mardi Gras for us.
1: I'm going to decorate my cat as a float and consider the shit that he shits on my bathroom floor as beads and I'll pick them up with gusto.
0: (laughs) Pete, be safe. Watch out for the crazies.
1: Thank you, brother. Love you.
0: Love you, too. All right, back with more on the Spudcast right after this. Spud here. You know, the last couple of years, I got to be buddies with attorney Mike Brandner. The guy Gambit readers have voted the state's best lawyer two years running. Yeah, he's been on that super lawyers list longer than I can remember. But you don't make it number one on those lists because you have witty commercials. You make it because you treat your clients like they're number one. And that's what Mike Brandner does. His clients are like his friends. He helps them through the tough times until he can get them a big check from the big insurance companies. So if you're in a wreck, get the big guy in your corner. Get Mike Brander, 345-1111. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish Coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish Coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French vanilla, or king cake, or you name it. Parish coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online. Have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish coffee. Okay, so uh, Picharito, hope you have a good time. Hope y'all had a good time. Uh, tomorrow we'll be talking more about uh, the Mardi Gras at eight here on the Spudcast Podcast. Thanks for joining me. You can find this show on uh, Red Circle and Spotify and Google Play and on my Facebook pages on uh, Spud's Friends and Fans, the Big Teesy, and John McConnell, and I'm on Twitter at SpudGotdat, at SpudGotThat. If you want to uh, join a growing list of people who have the Spudcast emailed directly to you or if you want to be a sponsor of the Spudcast or you just want to cuss me out, you can contact me through uh, my email, the Spudcast Podcast at gmail.com. The Spudcast Podcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, see you tomorrow. Be safe. Watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.